This is the Mark Podcast Show, Gone with a Ghost, Chapter 11. Threatening Texas was no was a no-show. All I learned from our night at the beach was that I can eat a full pound of pork pork in one setting. I might eventually want to reproduce. Alicia's going to revenge date Michael Kendria. I was a sunburned nose. Had a sunburned nose, despite my obsessive sunscreen application. Oh, and that rut. And that Ryan could read my mind, which meant I was never safe from humiliation. I decided on Friday that it was time to focus on my own business instead of running around town in pursuit of phantom criminals. I had appointments for the rest of the week, plus one with the Jensen's the following Monday, which had surprised me. Usually after home is staged, clients have no further need for me until it's time to collect rental furnishing. A Christy Jensen said to me, Wanted additional input since she was she was willing to pay for it. There's no reason to refuse. Alicia was with me in my home office, absorbed in her phone, gleefully that Michael had been texting her non-stop. What an ass, she said. I'm going to string him along and dump him. Don't that doesn't that seem mean? Going to string along and dump him. Doesn't that seem mean? I asked. I mean, that was a long time ago. He was a dumb kid. Don't you want to be a mature one? No, she started typing in response. I was bullied mercilessly in high school. You know, I was called fat basically every day. Michael's a ringleader. He used to say, Rattle, rattle, here comes a kettle. <coughs> Then I had to walk into the class. <clears throat> yes, that was pretty bad. Well, then, I hope you get closure. I've been bullied for my freckles and being cried by me. But that was nothing compared to Alicia and endured. I think I'm fair to say that most of us bullied at one point or another. It's very degrees. And you don't get arrested for beating the crap out of him. She laughed. Trust me, I'll keep it cool. After all, the best revenge is looking good. My phone found buzz, a text from Marina. Call me. For some reason, I, I found the intensity irritating. If you want to speak to him, why? Tony called me. Or actually texted me whatever he wanted to discuss, since he'd taken the time to text a command. Also, how are you? Would have been a nice intro. But it, it's just sounded bossy. Or was that just lecturing nature for maturity? I'm very childish, decided to ignore him. I was busy after all, and you left me the other night with no idea that we were actually doing, and then didn't say a word about it when he didn't mind I meet him at the station. Wait a minute, when I left him, he said, I'll call you later. And he hadn't, so the burden was really on him. Random question, I said to Alicia, do you think it's possible to help a ghost move onto the other side? I mean, not late thinking about Ryan. Ryan reviews stuck you indefinitely. It was going to be, wasn't going to be healthy or fulfilling. Alicia burst out laughing. Hey, it's truly it is the world's most random question. I'm, I'm serious. Don't you think ghosts are trapped in trapped or they have a purpose they have to achieve? It made me think about my own maturity. What have I accomplished? Help a line of find a peace. Way more important than figuring out why I couldn't seem to be to drink alcohol while winding up on the floor. I don't know. I think that's the case. I hope that made it clear. I'm hoping to be wandering around indefinitely. I have a clue what my higher purpose would be. Me either. If it made me, if it made me want to eat a burger, what did you lunch? Fifth Thursday does make me hungry. Everything makes me hungry. They should stretch. It's around the microclone. Even though I have no intention of dating him. I'm not here to judge personally. I don't, couldn't imagine doing that. I've never been able to separate sex and emotion. Part of me envied that though. Because Alicia walked around owning her choices. I said cook against everything. What What if he, you end up falling for him? I hardly doubt that. I don't know. I think you might be playing with fire. Just be careful. Alicia scoffed. Yeah, wow, when have you ever known me to be careful? I'm not going to start now.
That made me laugh. True. How about the Mexican for lunch? Since you're going to Rocky River, let's hit Burrito on the way. Sounds good. Now that's why I had had returned. I might as well be glutton. Besides, Burrito had built your own tacos and the hot sauce is free for customer use. I may not be a hot hot, but I like my spice. They're my favourite. The restaurant had a delicious. Merchant's theme with cool sugar skull artwork on the walls. My appetite was definitely back. I attacked the Otago trio. We were debating ordering a second round of Glomani when I got another text from him. Andrew's dead. I dropped my phone like that, like it was on fire. Oh my God, I said to Asia. Andrew has died. I quickly texted Mary back asking what had happened. Who is Angelo? she asked. Should we be sad or relieved? I will remember to respond, but nothing. I took a sip of my water, wanting myself for the sudden lump in my throat. Not believe, said, I mean, Deandre's the kind of guy who makes you mildly uncomfortable with his constant flirting. But I don't think he's a bad person. I didn't wonder, though, about Ryan's concerns, about taxes I've gotten from an unknown number. The no-show taxer at the park. Had it been Deandre? Was he a cunt? Yes. Sorry. Dead. Did he kill? get killed on duty? Alicia picked up the phone and started tapping. I'm looking it up. I haven't thought of that. If he'd been killed on duty, it would have been would be on the news. Marilyn still wasn't responding. The detective found dead at his home last night by his girlfriend. Alicia read off the phone. Cause of death undetermined. Though he was a known diabetic. That's weird. I shoved a chip in my mouth, needing to chew on something crunchy. What does that mean? If he was killed, why they would say that, right? I don't know. They don't usually die to clear something in a murder right away, do they? They have to eliminate other possibilities. At least you put her phone down. Ask Marin about it. I did. He's not answering me. It's very Mariner thing to do. Wheel me in and leave me dangling. I feel guilty. I feel guilty, I told Alicia. I found Andrew annoying. Plus, I thought he was probably involved in some sketchy things. He could be Ryan's killer, though, if he himself had been killed. But wait, I was jumping to conclusions. He might have had a heart attack, or choked, or lit on an olive, or gone into instant shock. I couldn't get Charger's words out of my head, though. Gerangelo had falsified police reports. He'd stolen money from a drugs bus. He knew mine had made a will. Was he... Was he somehow involved in investment for what I kept referring to? It's okay not to like someone when they're alive, but still feel bad when they died. It's not like you wished him dead. You Don't you have to feel guilty over not liking him? I did, though. I couldn't help it. I had entertained Daniel as a legitimate suspect in Ryan's death, and now I wasn't sure what, a, wasn't sure what a mysterious undetermined death meant. So do you think... I should go to the funeral. Did you sleep with him? They just asked, punching off from my reader. What? I thought the voice that made my skin. Of course not. Then you don't have to go to the clothing funeral. I find it's an. I doubt that's an official rule of etiquette. We certainly explain the crowd of women that were at Friday's funeral, though. It's just a personal code of contact. Personal intimacy requires. I'll be present when you be they dropped in the ground. It keeps me from sleeping around me from sleeping around. You better hope Michael Quinn don't drop dead or you'll be back in a black dress. Sleisha jerk laughs. True lad. Suddenly I wondered what I would do if anything happened to Mariner. He was a cop after all, and risk it every day. I didn't want to go there, so I held the waiter, ordered more Golo to momentarily eat my feelings rather than comfort them. My phone buzzed. I rushed to look at it, hoping it was a text from Mariner. Fear crawled up my spine. It was Jernjo. <coughs> it was Jernjo. I saved his number on my contacts when he texted me the first time. I had dirty Jernjo. There was no threat, no explanation. It was a simple kiss emoji. Accompanied by a wink, a kiss and a wink from D'Angelo Friday. It didn't seem that odd. 
except that Dundra was dead, found the night before by his girlfriend. <coughs> if well, the dead could rise, they couldn't text. Or could they? I drained my margarita and tried to have, not have a panic attack. Sometimes, when your mother warns you not to do something, and you do it anyway, like when I was 15 and I decided I wanted to be a goth, tied my hair black, she told me it would look like a vampire, not a sparkly one. She was right. It took an entire year of thousands of dollars in a saloon visit to gradually match my hair back to my new growth. Plus, I swapped with Buddy Emma Watson's pixie cut for the most, most of 10th grade. Bad, really bad idea. Going to Dillinger's apartment alone, possibly even the worst idea. I didn't know what I was expecting to find, but I knew one thing for sure. He wouldn't be there. He was dead. The thought of me had been weighing up on me for the last 24 hours. <coughs> I kept thinking, well, maybe, just maybe, I could call on Dillinger's ghost to explain to me what the hell was going on. Seemed that he was all right in the thick of it all this. I could see Vine. Who could say oh, I couldn't see Danger who was trapped in his apartment when he died? It's a stretch. Ryan said he chose me as a contact. But what about ghosts that appeared to wander with no purpose? People talk about that for them all the time. I had to some I had to do something and it's neither this or call out of my skin. I, I kind of liked my freckle my skin, despite the soft dusty freckles. So I found myself standing outside of Delandro's condo, which I found fond of doing a property search, wondering how I thought this I was going to get inside. It's a low slung sixties built building. The halfway was gloomy and quiet. I didn't see any surveillance cameras anywhere. I also didn't see anything and didn't see anywhere that a spade key would be tucked. No doormat, no planted plots in the hallway like that, no door. No mailbox, darn it. I decided to try the knob to my shop. It turned easily. I yawned open at a soft fault bush. Glancing guiltily down the hall, I stepped inside and shut the door behind me. It's hushed in the department, gloomy despite the blinding being open. The windows are high and squat balcony railings of actually a concrete wall which further blocked the sun. There's no evidence of any sort of struggle. Anything suspicious, it was a tidy appointment, although a quick glance around showed a few candy wrappers next to the couch. My heart was hammering in my chest. Mariner was going to kill me if he knew I was here. Mariner, Ryan, Ryan might back me up, but I didn't want to talk to him. I wanted to talk to Dillinger. Hey, Dillinger, it's Bailey Burke. I whispered in the empty room. I felt ridiculous. I was terrified of what I wasn't sure. Can you talk to me? Can you tell me what happened? If you talk, I'm able to hear you. I promise. I thought I'd be able to hear him anyway, but it wasn't a guarantee. Nothing. Did Andrew didn't walk around the corner, give me a smiley grin. I was torn. I was torn being disappointed and re- relief. I was used to the Vines ghost. The freak factor would be high with a second spirit. I ran around, not sure what the heck I was going to, what I was looking for. And if he's suspicious, would have been taken by the cops. I didn't, he hadn't called it off. It was a crime scene, clearly. But I also knew, knew that some, well, whoever texted me from Jones had to be someone who had access to the scene. So it could be a Jones' girlfriend, which seemed ridiculous, the EMTs, or a cop. Last option made me shiver despite the hot heat of the stuffy apartment. In the kitchen were empty orange container. The counter, eat. Given credence to the fairy, Delandro went into a perfect shock. Between the juice and candles, he must have been trying to regulate his sugar levels. I peeked at the fridge, using my sweater sleeve to open the door, expecting to see insulin kit, but it wasn't one on the supposedly bare shelves. Then a blow to the head for simply reading the darkness. When I woke up, the room was spinning, the court out of the fridge wafting over me. I gave a moan and sat up, my stomach re- re- rebelling. I swallowed back a gag. Hold myself to my knees. Someone had hit me. I needed to get the heck out of Dodge. I used the refrigerator shelves to help right myself. And that was when I realised it previously spoke spot sat an instant cat. It wasn't been there before. I was sure of that, which meant Jandro had been murdered by a clever killer. 
had stolen his insulin. But no one was going to believe me. The question is why. What did Andrea know? I thought about the money the investment count Ryan had mentioned. It would said to follow the money and you'd find a killer. All I needed to know do I all I needed was to do that before the killer decided they were tired of warning me and made me their next victim. Chapter twelve. No one's gonna no one being truthful with me, I told Ryan frustrated. It was Saturday morning, he was lying on my couch, watching for the football. Chill out. Someone hit me, I reminded him. I'm in danger. I've gotten myself home from the engine. Then had spent the night checking my locks and over and over. I finally called set up an appointment for the following week to install a whole the home security system. If they wanted to kill you, they would have. They met they just they just wanted you and all you yeah. Yo, you're out of a mi- out for a minute. Gave you as a man in tight pants leaped in the air. I was supposed to tell you team commander who was playing. That's reassuring, thanks. I feel so much better now. Good. What what were you missing? He kept going round and round my head that this is about money or not drugs. Tell me about the five grand, Ryan. Don't worry about it. I stared at him in for a minute, but he wasn't looking at me. I threw my hands up in the air and told him, I'm seriously going to give up. I want, I want out. None of this is my problem. No one's telling me what I need to know. Ryan finally decided to need to look at me. Bay, you know, you need to know. Back off. It's cool. Leave this to the cops so it all sold out. Why was it? Not remotely reassuring, uneasily, I tried to figure out the next angle. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know really, really know Ryan, but not truly, just like that, I asked. Yeah, I could, I think it's better to just ease up. He raised his chin. I don't, I can't leave him myself. Anything happened to you? But you're dead, I joked, needing to make, find some humour. Ryan, being serious, more unnerving than anything else at this point. Yeah. I'm one of the only one who is. It would um, it gives me warm fuzzies if I wasn't shivering from the idea of dying. Back off. I could do that. Back back all the way. Like a big old truck. Monday, I went over to Jensen's and greeted Christy with a smile. She opened the door, determined to put life back to normal. Hi, how are you? Has the traffic been with showings? I think we're, we're overpriced, you wink. Don't tell Tim. He thinks the problem is that he didn't listen to you and his office. But his office. He, he's in there now. I would, you do, and, and would like to finally be reasonable and clear out the clutter. Like Big Dissembles rifle collection behind him, her hand, you muttered. Don't let him do too much, though. If you know what I mean, I'm still not moving. Great, I've been pulled into a marital dispute over moving. Hmm, I said, that sounds tricky. I'm not sure how to walk fine, walk the fine line. Chrissy just laughed. Honey, just make him think he's getting what he wants. Don't we talk about this before? Feeling mutually uncomfortable, I glanced at my phone and buzzed. Call me now. When it buzzed, Mary was getting sussy. I had texted him an hour ago. He had replied, and now he was making demands. I was about to tell him to call his jets. But then he texted again, found out who owns the investment company. Someone called Tim Jensen, his brother is one of the it guys. Looks like the pepper cut, Peppers guy is is a made-up account name. Turns out IA is already into it, been investigating. Danger might have been in, on, on onto it. I stopped walking. What the hell? The Tim Jensen? The same Jensen whose house I was in? Well, so much for backing out of this whole situation. Chrissy told me her husband owned an insurance investment firm. It wasn't a coincidence too huge to be real. Unless it wasn't a coincidence. Wait a minute, Officer Jensen? His name was Cleb, Cleb Jensen. At the open house for this Ryan's listing. You've been there, and I thought Jack about it. I meant to kick myself from here to Tuesday. Tim was in the cluttered office, the walls loaded 
loaded down with books and animal trophies and rifles. I looked at his gun and it in a whole new light. It's potentially a thief for a whole lot of armory, weaponry. Yet, I couldn't believe that Mariner had found anything other than the possibility he was helping cops with retirement accounts. Hi, Tim, how are you? It's felt annoyed. This house should have been sold. I think I need to take your advice and clear out everything personal in this office. Sure, no problem. I initially liked the couple, but now they seemed indulgent and entitled. Spurred on by the feeling, the realisation he'd done work for the department, or these summoner staff, I said, So I just figured out your brother works at the police department. I, I knew that you, there was an officer, Jensen, but I didn't realise he was your brother. Tim stayed in the chair behind his desk and stared at me. He's my half-brother, actually. My father's had a midlife crisis. Sleb is 15 years younger than me. That's, that got the bees that, that got me exactly nowhere. Well, it's his family. I wasn't sure what else to say. What could you say? What, what could you say about Sleb? It's a little shady. I think the term is dirty cop. Now it's really off kilter. Why were you telling that? I just gave him an uncommitted smile. Tim stood up. So, what do you want? What do I do about everything on the desk and the walls? Can you pack it for me? Of course. I have boxes in the car. Christy, will you get them? Give her the keys. Give, give her your keys. That seemed a bit odd. But Tim seemed like an odd, an odd guy. And, it, and been the same for the first time I met him. I can do it. No, Christy needs something to do with, her, with herself. She's bored. He gave his wife a weird smile. Chrissy narrowed her eyes, the tension grew, it's awkward as hell. I decided to quickly text Mariner back. Tim Jensen is one of my clients. I'm at his house now. What should I do with this? Tim asked, gesturing to the photo, spread out. You're definitely a client who needed to pick up with everything. A foal, you're even myself. You're not going to lift a finger. When I came round to the desk, I shoved my phone into my pocket. I stared at the piles of paper I had to stop. I had, he had, I stopped cold. What? I couldn't finish the sentence, the words eluded me. On the desk was a photo, a crime scene photo. Brian's car, the park. I thought for a minute I was going to faint. The room was spinning and a dark dizziness threatened to pull me un- under. It was taken from outside the vehicle. There was the police car in the bottom left corner, just a portion of it. Car looked forlorn in a bleak landscape long into woodland setting. There was blood over the, all over the window. Elsewhere, it was like someone had taken a bucket of paint and thrown it on the glass. Why do you have that? I whispered, swallowing over and over, trying not to hold, uh, trying to hold down the map nausea. I wanted to vomit. This is what Wormen what, what refused to show me. A good reason. It was stark and real and horrible. That was Ryan. My brother gave it to me so I could show you. His long fingers reached out and picked up the photograph. It's a suicide. You can see that, right? He shoved the picture close to my face. Ryan's blood level, blood was eye level with me. What are you doing? What's going on? My phone was buzzing in my pocket. My only wish is that somehow in my back of my mind, my focus was on a hypnotizing view of what happened to my friend's life, his head. Oh, jeez, I gripped the edge of the desk. I was going, I was making sure you realised that no one was going, going to listen to you. A scorning redhead went home a stage of all things. He was pining for a dead friend who was a drug user, a lover of hookers. Luke's coming, my brother's everyone, says everyone knows. Conway was impulsive and no one was surprised that he, when he did it. I am generally speaking, not slow on the outbreak, but it was that, but this was taking me more than a minute, I was both shocked to realise that Tim in some way somehow involved in Ryan's death. I seriously ticked off, I never made a connection. Plus, I staged his stupid, pretentious house for no apparent reason. He most likely never intended to sell it, dumbfounded. Actually said out loud, you never wanted me to stage your house. Tim frowned. Well, of course I did. Why else could I, well, who else could I call? How else could would I call you? I mean, we didn't actually. But we weren't. Aren't actually worried about you being able to point fingers. I just thought you'd like, 
like to see that what really happened. He was making me sick from showing me these images, pretty for his own statistic pleasure. I wanted to punch him in the nose or knee him in the nutsack. Except for one little fact. The man was surrounded by guns, including one on his desk, even though he didn't have, wasn't holding it he was in, or even reaching for it. I don't know what any of this has to do with you, I managed to say. You're lying, Tim shook his head when he assaulted. I tried at this that tactic. You've been nosing around, going to the police station, asking questions. Looking pathetic. Mr. Charming, he, if he wanted to get go away quietly, he thought me wasn't the way to do it. But I didn't think he wanted me to go away quietly. Think, buddy, you're not an idiot. My pockets are roomy. I slipped my hands into... Trying to f- turn my phone on to call from spatial... Facial memory, it was about one in ten chance of me going to be able to achieve an active recording, but I'd try. I don't think Ryan killed himself, I knew him well. Yet the call in my mind it niggled me that maybe I didn't know Ryan all that well. I had had the very thought the day before. Funny though, he never mentioned you, according to Seb. It wasn't much later that I realised. You were hung up on him. Christy told me about your little chat about ghosts. Oh, and you really was a coincidence. My friend Bill like used to stage you use you to stage his condo. But anyway, I sh- I can assure you Ryan was hung wasn't hung on you according to my brother. Now he's just trying to round me. Why would Ryan talk to his co worker about a friend? That's just stupid. Why does it matter anyway? Because of you and the other detective crushing you. Shit is being stirred up, and it was supposed to be stirred up. Connections made, questions asked. Now your friend knows that I'm one of the one who's committed fraud, stealing from the pensions of, of guys using my services. My brother creates false patrolmen and other staff members. He gestured with his hands. Classic shell game. Look, look over the, here, while I do something over there. But I know the cops are on us, and in, in this case, my brother's going to have to take the fall. I'm going to throw him under the proverbial bus. Pieces fell in place. I was furious. I've been so dumb. Why did people commit crimes? Money, revenge, jealousy. Very rarely anything else. I should have followed the money from the beginning. So why am I here? I was pretty sure I knew why, but I needed to hear it. And said out loud before completely and utterly looked totally completely and totally lost my call, because I wanted my haste staged and I thought you deserved to know the truth. But I'm not going to I'm not going to prison I'm not going to prison for murder. A female voice came from behind me. Shut the front door, I hadn't seen that one coming either. I swivel around and see Christy standing in the doorway, pointing a gun at me. What the hell? She's wearing a blouse for crying out loud. She had children. I singly sincerely hope that were at daycare or Summer camp school hadn't started yet. Do you seem normal? She's confided in her. I conf- oh, crap. I told her Ryan was a ghost. She must have thought I was going unhinged or something. What? Well, that made it all f- made three of us. Tim swore. Christy, knock it off. Sounded more annoyed than anything. I wasn't sure what the heck is going on, but I, t- I had to ask. So you killed Ryan? I asked. My voice trembled. I got to the birds out. My palms were sweating. I wanted to know. I wanted to throw it up. Tim wasn't there. Of course not. Do you think a cop was going to be going to this secluded location with Tim? Hardly. She lifted her left hand to a gesture to her chest. On the other hand, I'm very persuasive. Plus Ryan was swallowing Vicuna like some nobody's business that day. Equally as charming as her husband. A callous discard for Ryan's life. So you murdered an innocent man over money, a few thousand dollars. That makes you a vile human being. The horror reality of the situation to fall over me. I was going to die unless I had something. I did something immediately. I had no savage. I was no savage chick. If I hadn't been able to protect, him, protect yourself, how could I? It's actually like half a million dollars, really, over the last three years. You never meant for you to get so. So out of hand, truthfully, your friend was suicidal. You felt guilty over popping bills and the fact that you cheated on his girlfriend with me. Total lie, Ryan said. Total lie, Ryan said behind me. I'll never cheat on Hannah. I was grateful for his present. I wasn't sure if it was going 
it was going for me, going to do me any good, but in this sense, he's powerless at body. Intently, he did pull the trigger. It's easy to suggest, be, be suggestive for someone who's high as a guy. I couldn't hear this. I didn't want to know or picture the, those horrible, senseless moments of rot for Ryan. I turned to Tim, waiting, wanting to appeal to whatever compassion he had. I was, he was pointing a gun as well. If you're going to shoot me, just do it, I told Tim. I don't need to hear you ridiculous justifications or you gloating. No one's going to shoot you. I wouldn't be sure of that, Christy said. It was then I realised Tim was not, wasn't actually pointing the gun at me. He was watching his Welsh carefully. I started to think maybe she was more dangerous of the two. This is fun, she said. You probably thought it was a high conspiracy, like a mob hit of drug dealers or pimp. Yet it was simple, just a dirty cop. From somewhere deep inside me, the anger of these idiots, these self appointed jerks that been behind the murder of Ryan, bowled over, made me bold enough to say, blur, blur, blur. You must love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Tim actually laughed. True, so you met my wife. Christie's face twisted in anguish of fury. This isn't funny. It wasn't. But the fact some but the fact became more real and urgent and Tim came around the desk. I wasn't I hadn't thought he was the one to worry about. He grabbed my wrist hard. I could say that all oh, no, that before I'd never been aware of being in danger. Even when I knocked out I was not got knocked out to danger, I hadn't known it. It was coming. There was no time for fear. Once I skid, skidded on highway during the snow, snowstorm, it, it, I hit the raining before sprinting to stop and home. But this is the point. It had been the scariest moment of my life. I hadn't known, didn't know what to do with this. It was equally dangerous. And not looking to be over the blink of eye, it was terrifying to almost felt improbable. As ridiculous as Ryan being a ghost, Yet there he was, cursing behind me like an angry soldier. I was going to die. Not, no, it's not funny. I told Tim, but I do know that I understand. I don't, I'm not. I don't. What I, but what I do not understand is why you felt the need to drag me into this hole in the first place. I never would have figured this out on my own. Crazy people do crazy things. Tim said, gave me a smile. How's that for the physical nugget of the day? Not exactly anything. Anything I was going to stitch yourself on a stumbler? What? What? How? We're going to die of smoke ventilation when I burn this house to the ground. Chrissy said. Did you see that one coming? Huh? This is bullshit. Ryan said. There's no way I was going to. I was killed by these idiots. I would have done myself in to get away from that. All that. From all the stupid. Wait so much. Wait. So now while I was facing down, he's trying to claim suicide. It seemed a little irreverent at the moment, and Jensen's wife, Jensen's plan was erotic. If it was me, I made it more look, look like the, my home stage would actually shot herself, packing up guns, not realising that one was loaded. Are you going to go, to go along with this? I asked Tim, trying to appeal to his sense of justice. He might be a greedy thief, but he's probably not a murderer. She's my battles, Christy, was all he said, giving me a shrug. Nice. Why would I be dead in your house while no, while no one else is here? How are you going to explain arson? The fire investigators will know. The house is huge. And the amount of time it would take to trap me behind flames, it could be I could escape ten times. I mean, presuming you you smoke detectors. Also, I never commit suicide in a stranger's house. That's just dumb. It was. I figured it was worth to point out the same of flaws in their plans before they carried out. Maybe it would cause them to hesitate and I could figure out an escape. Or it might make them just shoot me. Either way, I had to make a chance. And you know, sometimes you had to make people aware of their lunatics. They were lunatics. She's right, Chrissy said. So the smart man, you really thought this out through. He hadn't. I was both surprised and relieved. But then again, Chrissy admitted to me she's no rocket scientist. I'd been too mouthy, but I figured out I had to go down with a fight. I, I, I wasn't going to talk a lunatic into anything. And Chrissy liked to think she was so, was so persuasive. 
Let's see how I knew, I knew full well she's more beauty than brains. Bailey, you need Bailey, you need to shut up, Ryan said. Since he's not giving me any solutions, I've resented that. But what do you want me to do? I demanded. But Tim thought I was talking to him. Take a bullet then. But your buddy did. And then he aimed a gun right at me, or duck. Right then, without warning, Ryan came at Tim. Where I would have expected his body to pass through Tim, he actually managed to shut the gun. He found his ability to move an object. Holy moly. Tim stumbled, the gun pointing downward. I took the opportunity to grab a stapler off the desk and hail it at him. Spinning, I snagged the taxidermist-sized animal off the end table. Attended to smack Chrissy in the pie hole with it, but she was gone. She was running down the hallway to her kitchen. I don't know why, or nor did I give a damn. I headed for the front door just as a shot rang out. I screamed and ducked, but bullet went through the open office door. I already turned right. I threw open the front door, went careening down the steps into the grass. Almost choked on my relief when I saw a squad car pulling into the driveway. I had no idea why they were there, but I was going to launch myself behind their protection. Officers stepped out, out, one detaining me, while the other proceeded in the house. I was babbling, trying to explain I was in danger. When Marina pulled into the drive behind me, got out and jogged over, telling the officer, i got this. Call for backup. Here's a gun in there. I shrieked all at all of them just to make sure that he wasn't running into a psycho insurance man ambush. What the hell was going on? Mariner demanded, running his eyes over me. Tim shot at me. Or actually, maybe it's Chrissy. I don't know. I wanted to burst into tears, but I bit my lips so I wouldn't give in. Mariner swore. I'll kill that guy. How do you know to come here? He was dragging me over the car. I let him. Wanted away from the house of horrors. I briefly wondered where Ryan was, but figured... They couldn't hurt him anyway. You called me. That was a great idea. I couldn't hear anything. It was too muffled. But I knew something was wrong, and you already texted me you were here. Mariner opened his passenger door to his car and helped me. That guy who had stolen a freaking massive amount of money. Internal Affairs contacted me, the FAI, weeks ago. This is their territory. Wait here. He had a gun in out. took... He had his gun out of his shot holster and went towards the house. I wished he heard a scream preventing from doing his job. Instead, I leaned back and attempted to reach my shoulders from their position to near my ears. I was still holding the dead animal, Tim, and stuff. Glancing down into my lap, I felt my stomach rebel at the view of a former living creature staring at me with glass eyes, just the icing of a bizarre cake. Ryan Peel next to me. Nice odder. Is that what it is? I tossed the, in the back seat. Yuck. Thanks for saving me. Mostly you saved yourself, but I'm glad I could help. Ryan closed his eyes briefly and gave me an agonised glance. I screwed up my life, that didn't I? Still, I fit, still willing for my near spirits, so I didn't sugarcoat it. I think you made, made some questionable choices. I was letting him pay. I was letting him pay me to keep quiet about the money. I have found out for weeks before, totally by accident. Ryan rubbed his chin. I'm not a nice guy, you know that. That made me my heart hurt. I think you're a guy who's known a lot of love and not a lot of hardship. You get yourself in you let yourself get a little greedy. So let it in the only one it hurt was you. And there's no point in beating yourself up now. Mariner? Wouldn't have done it that he would have blown the whistle. I stayed silent before I thought this it was probably it was highly probable of that being true. Didn't matter anyway, because Ryan disappeared when Mary returned, got in the car, his jaw worked as he as as he looked at me. Is everything okay? Yeah, the wife shot the husband, clipped clipped him in the arm, then when she doubled back again and she aimed through the garden window. Seriously, my job, they're both nuts. Yep, none is fruitcakes. The scene's secure. But I need to take you down to the station questioning. Okay. Gesture to the back seat, needing a moment of levity. What about the otter? Mariner glanced at me and swore. That messed up. 
grit and steering wheel after you stopped the car but didn't drive. Are you okay? I wasn't sure you was upset about the shady dealings. Might have been involved in or something else. Jeez, buddy, you scared the hell out of me, I thought. Thought what? Everything was going to something was going to happen to you. I swallowed me too. He tapped my forearm where his Celtic cross was. This is my tap for Ryan. Didn't don't make me ink another cross on the other arm. My throat tightened. That touched me. I didn't want to cross on your arm either. Thanks for being there. Yeah, no problem. But he was looking at me. He wasn't looking at me. The mask was back in place. He retreated. I was sick of feeling that this might be the end of me, Mariner, for even was truly started. I searched for some liberty to reach, a way to reach him, make him less dour. I wonder if I could still build Tim and Christie for the last error. Not funny. But it, was, it kind of was. What happened to Andrew? I was wondering if his death was at all related to this. Complications of diabetes. Scurvous and his insulin was missing. I shuddered. Image journal searching desperately in the fridge with insulin. Should have been... Let, let, let flash you through my head. That's not funny at all. Nope. I wanted to say something from our found to express to Mariner how I felt about him, giving the fragility of life, but my emotions were too jumbled. I said, for I'll go to funeral with you, okay? Mariner did not speak, but his hands left the wheel and fell mine. He held tightly, he held it tightly for the whole drive. Chapter 13. Mariner asked me if I wanted my parents to pick him. Picked me up after questioning. I didn't. De- I couldn't deal with my mother, especially now she's passive aggressive. Suggested, suggested I, it was my, was I was at fault for get, nearly getting myself killed. Said I took an Uber from a stop at the liquor store and invited Alicia over. She was on a date with Michael. She offered to ditch him, but I told her not to. I felt fine, just weird, not like before. I'd been compressed by grief. It was more restless than depression. Like this should be the ending, but it was more the beginning than anything else. Pulled up, showed my DVR. It was light and fluffy. Puck cake competition, complete with burned batter, running buttercream and tears. I kept looking at my phone, thinking, hoping Jake w- would text me, but he didn't. Pulling a blanket over myself, despite the fact it was ninety degrees outside, I popped my feet under the from under the bottom. Instead of my toes, the polish was chipped. When had that happened? Ryan sat next to me. Hey, hey. He stayed, we stayed silent before, beyond that, and after a minute I stood up. Remember how you always talk, wanted people to do a shot of Jameson at your funeral? A ton of people did, but I couldn't. My throat felt closed. I padded over to my kitchen. I bought a bottle of whiskey today. I turned. Today I'm taking a shot for you, for your life, for your friendship. You see, look, touch. That's pretty awesome. I appreciate that. Something seems seems better. I had shot glasses, though I wasn't sure. There must be remnants of my days wanting to be fit in college before I realised I was never going to be able to drink like a fish. I pulled out two shooters down from the cabinet and I opened a bottle and poured a finger in each. I knew Ryan couldn't drink it, but it seemed a polite thing to do. Salente, I said, raised my glass. I had grown up with Irish toast to good health on everyone's lips, and so so had Ryan. He said it as well, as I shuddered from the burn pouring down my throat. Absolutely. Now you have to take the second shot. I gave a little cough and pointed to my chest. I had almost died at the hands of an insurance agent. All ridiculous things. I could deal with the whiskey. You've got it. It's a woman's kiss to the whiskey. Emma Clear. It's not as sweet as a woman's kiss, but the downside more sincere. I never kiss anyone insincerely, I told him wildly. Ryan gave a snort. I have to, I have to ask, I have to ask Mariner. He had to bring that up. I tossed it, it was shot back readily. I didn't want to discuss Mariner with him. I set the glass down and took out onto the counter and looked at Ryan. In, a, in that moment, it occurred to me this might be it, the last time I saw him. He was going to get his one way ticket to the bounce house in the sky. This time, it would be real. I'd never see him again. He seemed to realise that too. 
He was actually was surprisingly sober for some before coming. Thanks, Bay. Bay, I mean that. I shouldn't have done this. I couldn't have done this without you. Tried to sort of draw me into his arms, but of course I couldn't press on him or feel his touch. I pretended to could. I leaned on approximately where his chest would be and looked up at the length of his body to his face. His expression was so rare for him, yet his face was so familiar. I hope he found peace. Hope. Hell, I hoped I had. Well, you're welcome. I always loved you, Brian. There, I said it. Not in a romantic kind of way, love, but a platonic love. They always been, always been, always had always been, even when I didn't, I hadn't understood that. It was said with no expectation of him saying anything in return. He wasn't sentimental. But it surprised me. His voice was gruff, but he managed to love you too. But I think we were both waiting for him to get sucked away. The air seemed to be suspended around us. I could have sworn I heard a whistle of a train way in the distance. Come to get him? That better again. I live in a fairly open neighbourhood. We do have a train. There probably wasn't if no express coming to give one a ride to the afterlife. A moment went on and on. Moved from comforting a melancholy to appreciatively. And then just plain awkward. I took a step back. I said to had gone far too long. What the hell? Ryan asked me when the silence was deafening. What now? I don't know. Did you pass it, Sam? I forgot the matter. His intro to death class had been giving him hell, no pun intended. I mean, barely, but I passed. He looked around. Is it a waiting room or something? Do I have to be quarantined until I cleared customs? If I wasn't battling one, I got to put my house against the fact that I had missed something on the manual somewhere. He was a skimmer. My cigarette was in a spice cabinet. I knew, I know, important with a camouflage. I wasn't like I wasn't like lingering around the curry. An old bay, an old bay was going to prevent me from smoking it. I pulled it down, pushed a little button, and it took a hit. I justified it by the fact. It had been three days since I needed used it. I faced it down. I, I had faced down a barrel of gun. If you hadn't almost been killed today, if you hadn't been hadn't been if you hadn't been almost killed today, it would have reminded you. But I won't. Well, thanks. It isn't passive aggressive at all. We looked at each other. I started laughing. I pulled myself another shot. Last one. Pinky swear. Two minutes later. Ryan was lying on my couch like he was in the therapy. I was drunk. Why am I still here? He asked. It wasn't that... If it hadn't, wasn't a bloody question, I didn't know what was. I don't know. Why were you any of us here? I was in my big oversized chair, puffing away, and feeling very warm in his remedies. He gave me a look. Thanks, Socrates. The only thing I know is that there's, I know nothing. I said, pulling a true sort of quote from the depths of my whiskey soap brain. I thought he said it once. I thought he said, once we solved your murder, you you could get to cross over. And he's still here, showing up rambling interviews and criticising my fat butt. Am I may have miscalculated? Are you okay? I asked him. With the way everything went down, I didn't want him to wander around doing deathly regret and, and guilt. Yeah, it was that. Isn't that my own fault? Rolled inside and popped his head up with a hand. Just tell me, Mum, that, that I love her, okay? Did you, did you, did she did right by me? She knows that. He twitches up. No, he's no switch. Yeah, we had about a couple of bad sucks. That was the sure. You have gotten a, a text somewhere or anything? I asked. You know, from the office of her dream. I felt ridiculous about saying that out of her. Nope. Yeah, ice me out, bastards. I'm not sure I would miss with him if you wanted to get a pass at him. Hmm. Started doing stomach crunches. I wonder if I could keep my workout regime. Obviously, he was very concerned about the future. Not. I'm hungry. I wonder if I have any cheese. Chicks weren't usually didn't usually tempt me. A dory was my soulmate. Whiskey had me feeling relaxed warm. The minute I stepped in the kitchen, I disappeared instantly. Scream. 
caught in the back of my throat. My heart jumped high. My buzzer instantly walked off it as I took in the sight of Hannah, Hannah Ryan's paramour sitting on my kitchen floor. How did you get in here? I asked, into the black door, still locked. Hell no. She was trying to touch... Trying to touch... An orange pearl in my throat bowl. Her fingers kept going through it. Slowly she turned and looked at me. The jaw walked out. She couldn't, couldn't, didn't speak. Her tearing eyes and mascara was staining her cheeks in unringly streaks. Uh, Ryan, could you come in here, please? I called out, frozen into place. I was actually afraid to spook. Spook, spook. She didn't know where she was, and her face disappeared in display no recreation of me. Is it a is it a flash? Is is it is it where you flash me? It's funny. I'm telling Mariner, you get in here and going about pinning himself for the crowd. He came towards the kitchen. What? Hannah, hey, what are you doing here? God, it's good to see you. He was going to her. It was obvious, but I stepped in front of him and gave him a warning look. Ryan whispered, Hannah's dead. He stopped in his tracks, his eyes widened. For real? He peered around my head. If he moved too fast, he would evaporate. Oh, crap, that's a problem. What is going on here, I asked. Help me. Help me, Hannah said, her voice pensive and frightened, complete at odds with the confident street voice woman I had met. He's after me. Ryan, you need to pull out your death manual, because I think we might have just found an next task. Those who sitting in my house, I had no answer. One goes to the manual, two was a crowd. My status as a third wheel was firmly entrenched. Ryan went to comfort Hannah. I went for a hunk of Mozilla, taken to me from my fridge, and poured the rest of the whiskey down the sink. I braced myself for what appeared to be my new reality, cancer for the recently departed. From the home stage to BGG, best ghost girlfriend, that's me. Welcome to the Holes of the Mark podcast show. And as you may know, I'm into the weird and wonderful world that we live in. I found strange books you may wish to read. Vol Niche Manuscript. V-O-Y-N-I-C-H. This is an early 15th century book. It's a botanical book, text of sorts. Only ink drawings of the plant features in a completely unknown origin. What's unusual is the antiscriptural text accompanying the plants and many astronomical and astronomical charts, as well as numerous female nudes, which allude to some kind of reproductive process, judging by their swollen bodies and the interaction with inconnected tubes and capsules. Also present, over a hundred drawings of possibly medical variety of herbs and roots in various jars. What does this mean? Perhaps this is some kind of book of medicine from a galaxy far away, or which is notebook. The manuscript was written of an unknown language and has been studied by scores of professional co-bookers who have come up with nothing. The book comes from Central Europe and is named after the antique bookseller Wilfred M. Bolzich, who brought it in 1912. Prior to that, the manuscript had an rather the just illustrious history of ownership, which include alchemists and 16th century Roman and 16th century Emperor Rudolf II of Germany, also known as the Holy Roman Empire, who is believed to be the work of the English philosopher Richard Roger Bacon. The original is located in the Back Binnick Library Connection at Yale. B-E-I-N-E-C-H-K-E Codex Serlophoninius C-O-N-D-E-X-S-E-R 
A P H I N U S. The origins of the 360 page Codex Soria Finius are not too mysterious. Well, its contents are. The book was originally published in 1981, especially in essentially in an illustrated encyclopedia of an imaginary world. It was created by Italian artist and designer Luigi Cefanini. L U I G I S E R A F I N I. We said that we wanted to equate a finny we remembered having as a little kid before we knew knew how to read, or what it was like to look at the encyclopedia for the first time. All the pictures and charts looked very mysterious to the little boy, who knew that it meant something but didn't know what. In a talk in, at Oxford University in 2009, Tafrini claimed that there was no real meaning to the text of the book, which was written as a process resembling automatic writing. Of course, might, some might think that even if you didn't try to consciously impose meaning, it was a universal identity of the, your choice. But speaking through Safani as a manuscript definitely feels purposeful. The codex features surreal plants, animals, foods, machines and human practices. The Smithfield Decretals, D-E-C, R E T A L S, a collection of the carnal law ordered by the 13th century Pope Gregory I X could have been fairly common for its time and probably rather boring. Instead, the, the, the bizarre illusions that accompanied the decretlets lifted this illuminated manuscript to mythical status. The book features many scenes of homicidal giant rabbits, a medieval Yoda, bears fighting, unicorns and strange human and animal practices. Maybe the monks' drawings these had something in their water or they knew they would someday exist as a digital network providing people who love to share images for giggles and likes. don't know much about the 408-page Ronix R-O-H-O-N-C Codex. This illustrated manuscript survived the 19th century in Hungary and was puzzled people since. We don't we don't know who wrote it and if we did it, so what it says as written text in a mysterious alphabet of nearly 2,000 symbols. This is it. Rohet a road and next codex. The illustrations in the book range from military battles to religious symbolism, reminiscent of Christianity, Islam, and even possible Hinduism. The, the original, the post original manuscript has been linked to India, Sumeria, S U M E R I A, ancient Hungary. But until we crack the code, we won't really know. The Book of Soyuya, S-O-Y-G-A, after being found by Elizabeth, Elizabeth the medician and occultist John D. This 16th century book of magic has lost for centuries to discovered in the 1974, 1994 by a scholar within the archives of the British Library. Nearly 200 pages of this book contain incantations, instructions for summoning demons, through magic, astral ideas, and other things we don't really understand. When he found when he found it in 1551, John Dee went so far to enlist the medium so he could have a conversation with the archangel Uriel, or U R I E L, about the book, what, what, about what, what the book meant. While some of the book was written in Latin, it appears to the meaning. There are over 40,000 letters arranged strangely in 36 tablet tables that appear to be some kind of code. Considering the occult nature of the book, so in the mystery, promises of revelation, which has rumoured, which has a rumoured curse, 
So supposedly, if you find out the code, you'll dive in two and a half years. Perhaps we should let the computers tackle this one.